Diva Dr. G. This is Cortina Peters, aka the girlfriend therapist. This is Tessina. I am T Weezy in the building. And this is Louisa, aka the Blue Phoenix Ladies. Hey. Guess what we are Ooh. sipping on tonight? What are we sipping on tonight? It's something a little cute. So we're still in wintertime, but I figured we have a little floral arrangement. So we're sipping on a florals cocktail. So we need uh, Cantro, uh, the botanist gin. I had never heard of that till I looked this up. Cranberry juice and fresh lime juice. So what you do is add the um, Cantro, the uh, botanist gin, cranberry juice, gin, I mean, cranberry juice and lime juice in the shaker. Add the ice and shake it until it gets cold. And then you strain it into a coupe glass and then you garnish it with the marigold, which is a type of flower. I love okay. Mm-hmm. That sounds good, and I must, I must, for this episode, I'm gonna be sipping on this water. Yeah, <laughs> I got water too. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I, I am, I am trying to. I'm, I, I feel like I'm slowly killing myself because this week I dedicated to just like trying to get a little bit healthy, cutting back sugar. So I cut back sugar, alcohol, and coffee. Good for you. Other than natural sugar, so I think I wow. eat more more grapes and cherries than I could ever imagine, and I'm already over it. I can't even lie, and I I have to say, hold up, what? Just, yeah, I'm not even putting honey in my tea. That's I just been drinking. That's how I drink my tea. Heck no, girl. I power mine with honey, just like I put so much. I matter of fact, I may as well have creamer with coffee. Do you add creamer to your tea too? No, I don't have, normally it's just honey. So this time I'm like, I'm not doing any of that. I'm just going to. <sighs> Let it go. I'll Is probably be nice? angry by Friday. So it's good that it's Wednesday. Full thing, um, full thing, <laughs> full thing. No, but I'm trying to do it. I'm, I'm really trying to do it just, you know, during the weekdays. And then I'll have my weekend where I will indulge. You know, and then have maybe even coffee with a little bit of creamer. But I'm just trying to back off of putting so much sugar stuff because I'm I'm a candy eater. So it's been hell this week so far. And I feel like, it, you know, I'm not going to make it. But I'm going to do this. I'm going to do it. Well, you already almost did. It's Wednesday. Hump day. Two more days. It's a struggle. The struggle is real. Uh, anyhow, this is Wednesday. And so like every Wednesday, we shout out, you know, positive women who are doing extraordinary things out in this world to be our WCWs for the day. Uh, who would like to go first? Who's ready? I'm ready. I'm, oh, oh. oh, I got, oh, oh. <laughs> oh, what? Y'all came ready, ready. Okay, well, no. you know, let's we'll start with you, Tasina. Come on, roll with it. All right. Since it's Black History Month, happy Black History Month. Shout out to us. How you doing? Um, I wanted to shout out the mayor of New Orleans, um, Mayor Latoya Cantrell. She's the first Black female mayor of New Orleans, Louisiana. All right now. Ooh, ooh, female. Um, she has been doing an awesome job with pushing the initiative to help stop crime, because I don't know if you guys have heard, and I'm putting it out there, the crime has spiked in the city of New Orleans. Uh, every day is something else. 
Um, and there has been like petitions to send out like the Army National Guard, but she has been doing everything in her power, just staying vigilant and dig diligent with getting all the proper help that we need, like on the floor out in the city, more police officers, because there's been budget cuts and things in the wrong areas from like the government in areas that we need more protection in. And even the economy wise money coming into the city, we need to see where our tax dollars are going. So she's been sending out reports and being more open and um, transparent with where funds are going. And so I really appreciate that and want to put that out there and that I'm proud of her for the steps that she's taken to make sure the city is safe. So shout out to Mary Latoya Cantrell in New Orleans, Louisiana. Thank That's you. That's so cool. Yeah, <laughs> outstanding, outstanding. All right, Cortina, roll with it. Who is your WCW today? Uh, my WCW uh, is Dr. Tanya Bass. Um, she is a sex therapist and I'm shouting her out because after my long, 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 long search for my last dissertation committee member, I got an email from her on Friday and she accepted the invitation to be a part of my committee. So yes, no. yes. <laughs> if anybody knows about this whole process, it can be very, uh, tedious if the institution that you are going to does not require faculty members to automatically be a part of the dissertation process for the students. So, however, she is an amazing sex therapist and she also founded North Carolina Sex Con. And basically what that is, that is a sex conference for educators and sex therapists where you come together and you talk and you create space and you connect and you celebrate about all types of clinical care, communicable diseases, sex and sexuality issues, everything that you can think of. And so I think she's really awesome. And yeah, I just want to shout her out. Okay. All right. All right. Yay. All right, Louisa, who are you rolling with today? I am rolling with Miss Debbie Allen. The reason why I am shouting out Debbie Allen because I love her. She's so awesome. And not only that, is she just had a 72nd birthday on January 16th, and she is still dancing, y'all. Mm -hmm. She's still dancing. She's still direct. She's doing all types of stuff. For those who does not know Debbie Allen, she's an actress, a dancer, a choreographer, uh, a singer, songwriter, director, mm -hmm. producer. Uh, she's also an author. I didn't know she had written a children's book called um, Dancing in the Wings. So and and she also has a, a academy called Debbie Allen Dance Academy in Los Angeles. I just wanted to shout her out. And also, I try not, I don't like the affiliate, but that is Felicia Rashad's Rashad's sister as well. Mm -hmm. For those who did not know. So my WCW is Debbie Allen. Mm -hmm. Hey Debbie. And naturally my mic is muted. Okay, so today. <laughs> So today, um, my WCW, and especially it being Black History Month, I do think it's important that we highlight what we consider hidden figures in the world today. So I'm going to be shouting out um, her name. She go by the real Shay Mack, but her name is Sharon McDougal. She is a true hidden figure because she is an American retired space suit technician for NASA. And, you know, so she was the crew in chief oh, and the wow. manager of a, sh a space shuttle crew escape equipment processing department. She was also the first black woman to serve in these roles and had the opportunity to do it for 22 years. Yeah. Her, during her career, she was recognized with the astronaut silver Snoopy Award, space flight awareness honoree award, 
USA Employee of the Month Teamwork Award. I mean, just so many different accolades. And so, not, and not only that, shout out because she is a United States Air Force veteran. So you talk about someone who deserves some recognition. Sharon McDougal, Miss Shay Mack, you are my WCW. I'm telling you, wow. Plus, she also just wrote a children's book. And so, as you know, it's always important for our children to see really good representation that's out there. So that's my WCW for today. Love mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Yay. So super happy about that. How's your week been, ladies? Exactly. Very busy. Yeah. <laughs> a little a little uh frustrating, but it's okay. <laughs> I'm managing I'm doing something different. And it's I don't really know what's two twenty two twenty two. You posted something about two twenty two twenty two. That's today. It's an yeah, angel that? number that's um what I read. It's is it two twenty two twenty two, not two two. No, it's two two twenty two. Yeah, but today's okay. that synchronous thing number all together, all the twos. Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's supposed to okay. mean all of your manifestations are coming through. So today's a special day. It is. Okay. Well, I want I can't wait to hear what these manifestations are that's gonna come that's going to come up on two 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 two. <laughs> so yeah, and we also have a two twenty two twenty two that's gonna be coming up too. So these yep. twos are gonna roll this month. That's absolutely a great thing. So you know, before we get started, we're gonna our guest is already here, so it's kind of exciting to bring her up because first of all, she does so much. I think her I've never seen a EPK or bio run so long. <laughs> so Miss Lily May, affectionately known as Lil or uh, Lily by her family, hails from the city of Danville in the southernmost region of Virginia. She currently resides in Atlanta. Everybody seems to relocate to Atlanta. Oh, okay. But we're going to let you really, you, we're going to let her tell a lot more about herself and all of these things that she do. So without further ado, oh, you, don't be down here shaking your head because you know you do a whole lot. <laughs> you got a whole lot going on, Miss Lily Mae. How are you today? Thank you for welcome, joining welcome. us. Hello. <laughs> Hi, ladies. How are you? Hello. Welcome. Good. Good, good. So, first of all, introduce yourself to our all everybody who's watching, and then our listeners who are going to listen later on. Who is who is Lily May? And tell us all of these magnificent things that you do. So, Lily May is a little chubby, knock kneed girl from Danville, Virginia, which is the last capital of the Confederacy, who has broken down so many doors kicked them in, shattered them, and is still doing the same thing at 36 years of age. So okay now. That's about it. <laughs> okay, but no, but so now you got to give us the rundown because it was so hard to pick and choose what to start asking you about because you have a multitude and and layers of businesses and things that you do. So do you want to talk about with, first of all, give a rundown to everybody for all the things that you do, because shout out to you is black history month. And we, we actually acknowledge what black women are doing. So inspire people with all of these things that you actually do. So realistically what happened was, um, my parents had me late in life, right? So my mother was 46. My father was 56 when they had me. So 
nobody in my house was talking about college. Like, of course, they were worker bees. You get what I'm saying? Um, all they knew was work, 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 work. Science said that I shouldn't even be here, but the creator said otherwise. Mm -hmm. So um, when I first went to college, I decided to go to nursing school because my father went into Alzheimer's when I was 14 years old. This is my hero. This is the man I woke up to with the sleep to, he and my mother. So watching a woman take care of her husband, changing his diapers, mm. whom you knew to be the strongest man that you know, it does something to you, right? So that's where my love for science and studying the brain came from. So, okay, I went to nursing school. Dad passed away in between my freshman and sophomore year. Well, no, I'm not a quitter. You know, they're paying for me to be here. I have to do something. So I ended up doing associate science of respiratory therapy. And I was like, okay, I don't want to do anything with this, but I can't quit. So I ended up fast forwarding really from about, he passed on the 4th of July, 2004. So from about 2004 to 2006, seven-ish guys, I didn't know what I wanted to do because my whole life was going to be taking care of my daddy in my mind until his demise you know there was a point and i and i tell people this when he first went into alzheimer's i contemplated suicide because for me i was willing to sacrifice my life for god to give my father his mind back and a lot of people don't know that like i literally as a kid because this is the first man i fell in love with do you understand what i'm saying like i had one of those daddies real daddies and so when I got into really figuring out what my niche was, I was like, all right, I cannot do nursing. I'm too attached to people. I love people all my life. But I could possibly be a medical examiner because they're dead, but I can help their families figure out what happened, right? Honey, when I got in gross anatomy, I was like, oh, no, uh-uh. <laughs> So needless to say, I loved criminal justice. I loved forensic science. And I decided to stick on the correction side and um, study criminal uh, justice in the way of operations and administration. And so that's the way I went. Fast forward, first generation college student, I had to learn to do everything on my own. So believe it or not, guys, the way my consulting firm started, I started doing academic advisement for my peers right in my college suite. I never saw my academic advisor until my senior year at Virginia State University when it was time for me to make sure I had everything I needed to graduate. Because before that, at the nursing school, I worked in financial aid as work study. So mm -hmm. now I'm getting that experience. Now I'm learning how to do degree completion plans so I was like, hold up. A lot of people don't know how to do this stuff. The advisors don't have time to really meet with us the way we need them. I'm going to start helping underclassmen. Fast forward, graduated, applied to law school, did a dual enrollment program, got in. Boom, my mom gets sick. I'm like, all right, once again, I'm not quitting. I'm going to alter what I want to do because my family has always come first, right? 
So I finished up at VCU with public administration and also um, criminal justice operations. And that was my first grad school program. And so with that, guys, that's when it really took off. Because while I was in grad school, I got an opportunity to write the governor's uh, reentry program for the state of Virginia Department of Corrections. And so that was my first taste of this bureaucracy. And I was like, you know what? Oh, yeah. I like this. So I moved back home to Danville, Virginia, because I was in Richmond. Um, I went back home to Danville for a couple of years and I managed an office called the Comprehensive um, Services Office. And that is when I began to really explore education and juvenile justice and social services. At that point, at that point is when I said, you know what? I can't do this forever. So the consulting firm took off even more. I went back to Richmond and boom, here we are. I preface it as Lily made the collective simply because there's a business piece, which is Sinaj Consulting. There is a civic piece, which is myself as the activist. And then there's the social media piece, which is myself as the media personality. So there's a whole host of things that come under that. But the thing that I want everybody to know tonight that it's all Lily May, the daughter of Betty Lou and the late Bo Jones. I love that. I love that. And you know, I appreciate your transparency because in the light and the discussions around suicide that a lot of people don't really know what people's breaking points are. They don't know. And you were excelling and all of these things that most people wouldn't even look at you and say, oh, she would contemplate suicide. And, and here you are standing strong, admitting that, you know, in the peak of your life and just not knowing how to deal with the loss of your dad, that you actually contemplated, you know, committing suicide. Yeah. Katina, did you want to say something? Look like you was ready. Yeah, I was gonna say, I believe I actually met uh yeah. Lily May in Atlanta last year. Did you host a book tour? Yeah. yeah, I knew it. Yes, yes. Like just sitting with her right now, like does not seeing her actually in action when she's hosting something is an experience. She's animated. She's engaging. So everything that she is saying, I don't even, I didn't even know all that other stuff. I just knew, oh yeah, I know her. <laughs> she is phenomenal at captivating audiences. So if you ever have an opportunity to see her out somewhere or you know she's hosting something, like you will not be disappointed at all. So yeah. <laughs> Okay, look at there. You got the Cortina stamp of approval. You are right. <laughs> that part. That part. So, so now you know how is your how is your mom? Is your mom still? She, honey, I just got off the phone with Betty Lou. <laughs> mom is eighty three years old now. She now she is in the early stages of dementia, but hers is a little bit different. She has something called vascular dementia. So mm -hmm. it's a little bit more associated with diabetes and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. But honey, she she doing okay. <laughs> I mm -hmm. am gonna eventually have to transition her um to Georgia because 
she's still in Virginia. And I have an older brother that's there, but he has three children, one of which has spastic quadriplegia, cerebral palsy, and she's three. So, you know, that's a lot. So I know that I'm thinking not this year, but within the next year or so. And I asked her, I was like, mom, if you got to the point where you needed somebody more often than not, would you come here? And when she said, yes, y'all, I sat on my couch and I cried because people don't understand. And I'm going to be real transparent because I always am. With everything that I have going on, when I go in that room and lay down at night, I always want, when my phone ring in the middle of the night, mm-hmm. I jump up because I lost my dad. He was 75. So mm-hmm. any year that my mother has lived past 75, I just thank God, right? And so when I lay down at night, I'm always thinking in the back of my mind, if something happens, how fast can I get there? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I, I say that to say, guys, don't think just because we're able to exist and do the things that we need to do that it's all right. I got a lot going on. You know, I'm the baby in the family. I got an older family. So not just my mother. I have a 90 well, 92. She'll be 93 in September. 93 year old great aunt wow. who leans on me. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I have so many things to do on top of supporting other people's entities that are a huge part of the reason that I'm here. So I have to shout out Frank Mosley of Sky 4 Records because they relocated me to Atlanta to help them with their independent record label. And then two years after getting acclimated to Atlanta, the Tara Thomas agency embraced me to come on and support her with some contract work and honey, Y'all need to Google Tara Thomas because she don't play no games. So when she said that she trusted me with her entity, y'all, I was like, well, Lord, you told me that that you believed in me and that I was made in the image of you. And Tara gave me a stamp of approval, too. So I feel good. (laughs) Okay. All right. All right. With all of that, how, how, how do you juggle, right? You have your mom. You have your great aunt. You have these contracts. You have the three different divisions in your company. What is it like juggling all of this? And how do you? So one question is, what is it like juggling all of that? And then because you have all of that, when do you find time for self-care and to take care of you? Good question. You know what happened? I was born into it. Mm. Think about it. I was born into a situation where my mother and father were already done with everything, right? So they had worked. They were retired. Guys, my dad retired when I was in first grade. (laughs) So I always helped them with things. I got to get up and get ready for school. See, that's the thing. It's one thing to grow up with your parents, but it's another thing to be raised by your parents. So I had to get up and get myself ready for school and do all of those things. But my mother and father were right there coaching me. So realistically, y'all, I think if I didn't have all this stuff going on, I wouldn't know how to function. It's just in me. You know, I watched my dad retire and still continue working until he had that stroke while he was driving the tractor trailer. And my brother had to drive the tractor trailer back to Virginia from Tennessee. So it's like, for me, 
I've never had an opportunity to just chill and focus on me. So it's just a part of me now. And realistically, while I'm doing all of these things, I'm enjoying me because half the time I'm still able to sit here, have my friends, because a lot of them are back in Virginia on video chat. We're still interacting. You know, the even though Sky 4 Records is the reason I'm here, they're my family that's here. Mm-hmm. You know, Frank gets so mad because he's like, I ain't that old. I ain't old enough to be your daddy. I'm like, but you remind me of him. You get what I'm saying? So I get the self-care because I'm surrounded by family and I've mm-hmm. never met a stranger, you know? So as long as I walk with my hand in his hand, no matter how turned up I can get, because I always <laughs> tell people, don't get it twisted. I love him, but I will turn up if I need to. But I just, I'm okay. And so when I get a chance to rest, trust me, I crash. But the majority of the time, even in my rest, I'm talking to my mom on the phone, on duo with my nieces and nephews, because, you know, they're still young, talking to my great aunt. And believe it or not, even talking to my mother's classmates from the class of 1957 that she doesn't know because I really never had a lot of peers that were my age. People Mm -hmm. see me surrounded by people, but that doesn't mean that those are my peers. Mm -hmm. I have more of a baby boomer mentality than a millennial. So it's kind of hard for me, especially in this industry, Mm. to understand how people move. Because I don't get it all the time. Yeah. Wow. What's your interest? What What would you say is the most fascinating thing about you? So let's just say all these people are listening, right? So if you had to share, like something that maybe a lot of people don't know, but you find it fascinating about you, what is that? A lot of people don't know that if I had it my way. I would have pursued music all the way. I played the piano and I played the alto saxophone and I sang. And that's what I Wow. But my parents were not having it. They were not having it. Mm -mm. They weren't having it. So we're stopping you now, not necessarily going into the industry, but just pursuing that on a personal level. Well, I sang from the time I was about three and a half, four until and i'm talking about singing like concerts every sunday playing the piano um until i went to college and i still dibble dabbled a little bit when i moved back to my hometown so after i'm gonna say about 18 19 years of all of that singing without vocal training guys in 2016 i had to have surgery on my vocal cords right because I went from like a J-Hood, Whitney range to a Tony Braxton, Jesse Powell range. And the doctors in Danville kept saying, you got acid refluxes messing with your vocal cords. Thank God when I moved back to Richmond, I was like, something is not right. Because I was like, I sounded like this half the time, like this. I went to a head and neck doctor. And they were adjacent to the ENT. And they put this device up my nose and down my throat. She said, Miss Jones, you have vocal nodules the size of dimes on your vocal cords. And I was just like, what? 
So they put me through um, vocal voice therapy for a little while. And at the time, y'all, I was teaching high school. Now I'm in grad school and I'm teaching high school, right? So I couldn't talk like I needed to for a while. Then I went back, maybe I want to say three or four months later, they had grown to the size of quarters just that fast. So I said, look, doc, I don't do all that medicine stuff. And now I'm going to tell you right now, if you can fix it with surgery, cut me because I ain't fearful of anything. But the man, (laughs) they told me this was, she told me straight up. She said, Miss Jones, you may never sing again. Mm. Y'all, I went into surgery on, I think it was November 7th. My great aunt passed away like the day after and they wanted me to speak at her funeral, but I had to write what I was going to say and somebody else read it. So I couldn't talk for a week. Y'all, that killed me. And then my mom was there. I had to write everything to her. She and I are just alike. So we get frustrated with one another because she can't read lips. I'm tired of writing. It was just so crazy. But long story short, every Christmas from the time my mother was a child, she sang a song called Sweet Little Jesus Boy. Now, you remember I said I had surgery November the 7th. They told me I wasn't going to sing. Christmas morning, this particular Christmas, December 25th fell on Sunday. I didn't tell mommy or anybody. I sang Sweet Little Jesus Boy that morning. And it was at that point that I said, you know what, God? Unless I'm singing for you, I don't want to do anything else. And guys, I kid you not. I can sing R&B and all of that stuff. But I start feeling myself getting hoarse. But as soon as I open my mouth to bellow out what my soul feels, it comes out. And so I feel like that was his way of telling me, sit down until you're ready to use it for me. And so now every chance Mm -hmm. I get, I just use it for him. And I'm okay with that. I don't, I wouldn't want to do it for what the people do it for. Mm -hmm. I just want to do it so that people know that now at 36 years old, I know what amazing grace, how sweet to sell. I know Mm -hmm. what that means. I know what great is thy faithfulness means. I know what I'm saying when I sing it is well with my soul. And so now that's all I want to do is sing his praises because I know that that's how I watch mommy and daddy get through. That's how I watch grandma get through. And that's how I'm going to get through. Well, you can't just tell us all that and then, you know, oh, not give us a look. Give us a look. <laughs> Snippet, you know, because I feel you know inspired, and some of the people in the comments saying, you know, it's inspirational. Like, what, what would you say is placed on your heart to share with this panel? What song in your spirit? This song has been on my mind since Saturday, so I would definitely um, sing it again. (laughs) Let's go. I have found some love that pardons. I have found some stripes that he. I have found strength for all my weakness. I found grace to cover all of my sins 
Ooh, I got chills. Me too. All they right, gave, literally gave me, I know, I got chills going like goosebumps. You could, I mean, mm -hmm. if you could see them, I literally have goosebumps up and down my arms. It was so beautiful. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. So, so tell us a little bit about Sanaj and now where are you at with that company specifically? Wow. So, of course, Sanaj is my last name spelled backwards. I'm trying to tell y'all, I'm a daddy's girl. Like, I always, whoever I marry need to understand. I'm going to have a hyphenated last name. I'm a Jones to the day I die. <laughs> but um, right now, I, I went from being a lead consultant for Sky 4 Records to him saying, okay, this is crazy. I just need you to just be my EVP. So even though I'm the executive vice president of Sky 4 Records, that's my biggest client. So I'm still, because it's weird, but I developed the Artist Development Academy for Sky 4 Records under the umbrella of Sanaj Consulting. And likewise, with Tara Thomas Agency, I'm able to support her as a consultant in the area of operations and strategy under Sanaj Consulting. So pretty much that's where I am. Um, I support some individual clients, but to be honest, I like the fact that I've met individuals who support my brand like I support theirs. Mm. So guys, I'm, I'm truly blessed, really and truly. Your story is a blessing. That was very inspirational, mm -hmm. what you shared with us and familiar. And I appreciate that. All the lives you're touching with the gifts that you have naturally. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Keep Amazing. Sharing. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely amazing. So what's next for you? Where do you see yourself? What does 2022 mean for Lily May? I just want to get better and better. I, I honestly, guys, at this point, I think I can honestly say I'm trusting his process. Like, I feel like I have walked to the beat of my own drum for so long. And it, it and, and I've been very successful because I always knew that I wasn't doing it alone. But guys, when I really just let go coming into this year and just let go of some people and some things and some habits, because see, we always want to put it on other people, but we get in our own way. When I when I realized that we I sure do my own way, everything started opening up. So at this point, I really don't have anything that I'm really set out to do because I'm just I want to perfect the things that I'm doing and make sure that I'm doing those the way they need to be done. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love it. I feel all of that. I love it. I feel all of that. And I always tell people, you know, your plan and God's plans, they never really align up. So I do get that a lot of times where people say, so what, what do you have planned for the next year? I'm like, I have no idea. because I didn't plan on 2021 looking that way, 2019 looking that way. None of this, you know, 2020 looking the way it did. Um, but let me ask this, you know, has, has the pandemic affected you at all either mentally emotionally professionally has that interfered in your life and what you have going on nope I, I you know we lost a lot of people um interestingly guys my mm. mother had covid and like i told you she's 83 and she got every ailment that they said was supposed to take her out 
She kicked the you know what out of COVID. She did not play with COVID. I think COVID got scared when it met Betty Lou and just said, okay, you know what, let me leave her alone. Because mommy got everything, including a lung disorder. So you already know she is a blessing to be alive. And she ended up with it again this year. So yeah, it, it, it affected us physically, but realistically, it was a blessing because I think what it did for those of us that are, you know, independence, it put us on a level playing field with everybody else. Mm -hmm. And it gave us an opportunity to say, hold up, you may have the resources and you may have the network, but now we can access the network because we're all here. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it definitely over here was a blessing. Um, and I also feel like it made me sit down because y'all for real, I have never loved to be in the house like I like to be in the house now. I always had to be in the house. Like, I was in the house. What? But now, honey, I go from here over there in my living room or I get in that bed. I don't mind being at home. I am at peace at home and I'm safe, honey. Oh, my goodness. You know, speaking of, you know, just coming into the light and every, you know, people having that leveling playing ground, I really have to ask you a pivotal question because one of the things that in my experience, being a, a black entrepreneur that is female, what do you have to say to other black women who are entrepreneurs about their worth when it comes to getting what they deserve and feeling valued about you know, feeling valued when they are providing a service or a product or anything else without having to discredit or discount themselves. What do you have to say to those women? And have you ever experienced that yourself as an entrepreneur? Girl, have I? What I would say is this. Don't allow our culture of being servants get you messed up in the game because I'm guilty of it. So I'm going to speak to you mm. for me. I have, and still, I still have it at times, a bad habit of saying, well, you know, just bless me with whatever you feel like it. But mm. now I have no problem saying, this is what it is. And if you can't do it, just come back when you can. Get to the point where you're able to say, and, and also say, I'm sorry, I can't do it. Can't is not a bad word. Mm. Can't is not a bad word. So if you can't do something, just say, I'm sorry, I can't do it for that. I know my value. You don't have to add that part. Mm -hmm. But just say no. I, that, that would be my advice because for so long, guys, honestly, I possibly would have broke hundreds of thousands of dollars if I really would have charged my worth, because I'm just going to be real, my counterparts always pay me above and beyond anything that I'm asking. Mm -hmm. And that's the sad part. Like that. That's the sad part, but it's true. And we have to be mm -hmm. honest about it. It's true. We are our own worst enemy sometimes. And so <laughs> as a servant leader, I would say, Walk in your own assignment and don't be afraid to share with others, though. Mm -hmm. If you can't do something, Support partner them. with somebody that can, because you never know that partnership 
may be your biggest blessing. Mm -hmm. One of the other things about people, you know, in entrepreneurship is, especially when you have a heart for people, Mm -hmm. it's almost like I want to be able to do everything, not because I feel obligated, but because that's just what, you know, you want to do and being able to manage what's already on the plane. Cause it's like, oh, that's cool. Yep. I want to connect with that. I want to be a part of that. I want to do this. I want to do that. And realizing that, oh my gosh, like I, I'm pouring out all this stuff, but I'm not replenishing all of the energy that I'm depleting being here, 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 here. And so, so that's something that's important. In, in addition to, you know, being able to charge your worth, also being able to know your capacity at which, yes, I have the capacity to do this. Or you know what? I, I, not right now. I can't. I would love to do it, but I just don't have the, the bandwidth or the space in my calendar to do it now. Yep. Yep. Yeah. That's perfect advice too. That's some that's some knowledge and a gym dropper for you. Yes. <laughs> Indeed. I, I, but I think you also need to know when to concede. I think you know you have to know when to pull yourself back and not feel like you have to apologize for it. Yeah, not feel that's guilty. The, that's the one thing. Yes. I'm I'm not going to feel guilty because I no longer am able to continue helping out, especially if it if if it's not matching the funding that should come along with it, you need to learn to say no in the first place. But you also, you know, not all money is good money. So you have to, you also have to be very careful with that because it yes. looks good on the surface. Yeah, that's true. Process, then it definitely is not worth it. Not in my, in, in my opinion, it's not. And so a lot of people look at, oh, I can, I can do this on the front end, but it can kill them on the back end because they're so busy wanting to like, I need it right now, as opposed to looking at, what are the long-term ramifications of things? And that's one of the, that's one of the, probably one of the best business advices even I have learned along the way. No one ever had to teach, you know, teach it to me, but I had to learn that myself. It's like, oh, okay, let me slide back on some things. I don't ever want to feel like, and Lord knows I'm like you, I do a lot, but I have learned to manage my expectations, my own expectations for myself. Yeah. And had to put boundaries in place for me, <laughs> my own boundaries, so yeah. that I don't cross my own boundaries, so that I don't burn myself out. So, you know, I think it is it's so pivotal pivotal that we focus on our mental health when we're entrepreneurs, we, that when we are considered strong people, uh, and how people perceive yeah. all of the things that we are doing. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, and I think that's the part that. Um, you know, I purposely left that off because see, we've talked about all the entrepreneurial things, but in the morning I turned this way and I um, am a behavioral health case manager for a major um, MCO. And so I think that's how the girlfriend therapist and I connected at the event because we talked about clinical mental health counseling. So I do understand compassion fatigue and burnout trust me and, and which is another reason guys honestly what brought me to this industry it was in my mind um when i left the school system i was coordinating special education services and i saw so much of this adhd right mm-hmm. and i was like y'all all of this isn't adhd some of this mm-hmm. is resolved trauma that we 
have to address. We got to stop with this, what goes on in this house. Mm -hmm. And that's what pushed me into the world of behavioral health. And then, and then I started to see so many of our independent creatives and saw the things that they were going through. And I was like, yo, if we had industry specific therapists that weren't so focused on the talent, but they were focused more focused on the person, Whitney, Michael, Robin Williams, Speak all on it. probably still be here. Yeah. And 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 that was that has been my mind frame. So realistically, with this industry stuff, this was never something that I was interested in. But for me, when I thought about it like that, I was like, okay, what can I do and give to the people to really help them see? You got to separate the person from the personality mm-hmm. because operating in the personality all the time will have you rolled up somewhere. <laughs> and so that's kind of, that, that's really where I am. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Power. All that is power. So how can people connect with you? Where can people contact you, reach out, get services, or you know, if they want to inquire about what you do, how can people connect with you? So I am Lily Mae The Collective everywhere, everywhere on all platforms, Lily Mae hyphen The Collective. Um, you can also email me. It's lilymae.thecollective at gmail.com. Um, but I'm Lily Mae The Collective everywhere. One thing about me, if you DM me on Instagram, I'm going to respond. I'm not one of those people that don't respond. Um, and I have a business line. So if you hit contact, you're going to get the number and the email. Um, so it's cool. It's mm-hmm. absolutely cool. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Lily Mae The Collective. Like I have to, I'm, I will throw that up here really quick. You said it, it, that's everywhere? Uh-huh. Lily made the collective everywhere. Yes, yes, yes. Absolutely. Let's see. Is this correct? So I can add this banner really quick. Uh, okay. I love my screen. Is that, is that it? You got it. <laughs> you got that it. Part. That like, part. I, so, really, I thank you. I, this camaraderie right here. <laughs> I love the fact that everybody is natural and transparent. Guys, I, I made it my business. I was like, I'm not putting on no lashes. I need you to know that at the end of the day, when we didn't work 10 hour and 12 hour days, this is us. This is us. Yeah. This is us. This is it. Yes. <laughs> yes. I love it. I love it. Yo, you don't want to see what's up on him. Because <laughs> look, I said, Lord, I'm glad. I'm glad we only do it from here up. Because, honey, these old house pants, child. I know them house pants. I, I got on some. Well, I have on shorts, but I'm just saying, it's like, look at here. I almost look like I'm in pajamas. It's like, I look like I've been working all the time. Somewhere. <laughs> like, as long as you're covered, it's good. I tell people that all the time. When people always say, you know, yeah, I tell people it's a live show, but we come as we are. It's like, however yes, you catch yes. us. What That's you see is what, we, unless I'm doing media that day, do you see me like with makeup on and all of that? Because this is, this is me. This is, you know, this was a good hair day though. <laughs> One good of the hair day. people have to remember is I might, so you know how like you can, and, and this is no knock to anybody or whatever, but you know, you see a lot of podcast people 
who always get dressed up for their podcast, right? Uh-huh. Sometimes people can judge. Let's just say a platform like us. They may say, oh, okay, they don't look like, you know, <laughs> they're ready for a podcast. But the thing is, the way we show up does not take away from the knowledge that we right. have. It's the information. So, I mean, are you looking at what we look like or the information that we're communicating and that we're sharing? And so that's one of the things that people have to be able to disconnect what somebody looks like with the power of their platform and what they can communicate out to to the people. And and you just yep. spoke, you just spoke a word because I'm gonna be honest with you guys. One of the things that troubled me so bad that I heard yesterday, um, and and sleep in heaven to um to Chelsea, mm. but when I heard a couple of our prominent media personalities say, but she was so beautiful and da 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 and when are we going to stop equating beauty with happiness mm-hmm. and beauty with success? Because I know some bad girls and they always asking me, how do you do it? And I'm mm-hmm. like, how do I do it? Girl, <laughs> what? You'd be surprised. Mm-hmm. But it goes to show you that it's sometimes it's not what you see it to be and and so i i just i pray that going forward we really start checking on everybody and stop thinking that because this person looked this way that they depressed right or right because last time i checked my mother and father told my brother and i a long time ago Y'all bigger than everybody else in y'all schoolhouse and in y'all classroom, but you're smart and you're super. And that's it. And because of that, we've been able to make it through life. We didn't look at ourselves as any different from anybody else. They put us in all the same sports as our petite counterparts. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we have failed. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I really, my plea, guys, my plea to everybody on the sound of my voice, stop equating beauty women in beauty with being happy and stable and stop equating men with things as being okay mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. a lot of our men are struggling with the same insecurities our women are yeah preach yeah girls we're gonna have to have you back on to have that conversation that is a whole look at here that's yeah. literally a whole nother topic but you know what lily may i will say this one of the reasons why i i created this platform was for authentic space for women to come and be themselves not to dress up not to overshadow their you know their greatness because they're great outside of everything else they do i let people know all the time a title of doctor don't mean a damn thing if i don't know and love myself first so i'm i'm very upfront and present that when people say well you know who is dr pam and i used to have to say well you know i don't know you gotta let me know how to answer that because a lot of things before i'm doctor and before all of that stuff because i used to define the love of myself with all of the accolades and and accomplishments and then i got older and i started loving myself and i realized that all the titles and accolades come secondary to who i am and what i have to give operating in the mindset of gratefulness and servitude will take you a lot further than anything that you can ever accomplish in your life so people need to understand that and i mean and if you go and you go and you go and you go 
if, and you don't take care of you, trust you me, something is going to stop you. You will fall into a state of depression and you, you don't even understand why sometimes. So you have to learn how to come out of that mindset of everything I'm doing is about money because I have to be something. I have to have something. I have to have status. No, you don't. You just have to be authentically and truly yourself. So, you know, and, and don't think that beauty changes because you throw some makeup on your face. You put them eyelashes exactly. on, you put on, you carry these fancy bags and put on these expensive shoes. None of that. It means nothing. It means nothing if, you're, if everything about you on the inside is broken, ugly, ah. torn apart, or burning up. So I'm so grateful that you came on and said that because this platform here you're going to get and all of us are real natural you know so <laughs> you literally what you, but so I, I really do appreciate what you had to say about the platform we thank you so much for coming by oh I'm telling you we're gonna have to have you back Oh, going to definitely have to have you back for some extra conversation. We're going to have you back as just a, a, a co-host up here because oh, you, you know, as a guest co-host, come and have some fun with us. Look, everybody's like, yeah, bring her back as a co-host. So thank you so much for coming by and everybody connect with Lily Mae. Look, Sinaj Jones. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yes. All right. <laughs> Oh my gosh, talk about great, great, great. And so, great. you know what? If you all really like this show, hit the tip jar. Hit the tip jar out here. You know, www.buymeacoffee.com backslash herspiration HH. I'm telling you, this is why we have all the dynamic conversations. And this way, we can make sure and do even more and bring you all even more people because we don't charge for you know our guests to come on the podcast to share all of these gems. So shout out to, if there was someone, I, they didn't leave a name last week who hit the tip jar. And so I nice. definitely, whoever you are, if you're watching, we definitely appreciate you and the kind words that you gave for, you know, for tipping. Uh, so this is a great thing. Where can people connect with you, Miss Girlfriend Therapist? Um, on all social media platforms at the girlfriend therapist. Alrighty. And T Weezy. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram. I am T Weezy. Shout out the other one with the food because I've been watching that one and I've just been going through it. I'm like, oh, I gotta try some of these places. What's the other one? That out. I'm so sorry. It is T Weezy Faves. So check out my food post, you guys. I love to eat. <laughs> and and what about you, Louisa? And you can find me at I'm sorry, y'all. Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok under the Blue Phoenix Hills. All right, and me. You can find me at of course everywhere at I A M D R P G U R L E Y. I am Dr. P Gurley. You see it up here on the screen. But for those who are tuning in. Uh, listening to the podcast, it's I-A-M-D-R-P-G-U-R-L-E-Y. You can also hit the tip jar again at www.buymeacoffee.com backslash herspiration H-H. We always appreciate all of you for taking the time to come out. Oh, by the way, you can catch us uh, not only playbacks here on, you know, on Facebook, YouTube, and on our Twitch channel. You can also catch us for the audio version everywhere. We're on every platform from iHeart to Amazon to uh, 
where aren't we? Apple. Everywhere. <laughs> I know we are like everywhere. <laughs> if you would like to be uh, a guest on the show, just go to dawentertainment.com backslash podcast and register. It's so simple. It's so easy. We uh, definitely don't mind having you on and it doesn't really even require much from us. So I'm going to put the email up right now. Uh, not the email. Because it's one link and you can just register yourself. Hopefully I spelled that right, but oh well. <laughs> Nor me. So it's right there, dawentertainment.com. And actually, it's you could still get there if you go to sh go to shows. Uh, but it's backslash podcast. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to save that and show that back again. So if you want to be on the show, just hit that. It'll say, want to be a guest. It takes you through the whole process. You can just register yourself. If you know someone who would make a great guest to come up here and have some fun, share a story, you know, you don't even have to dress up for it. Come on up here and have some cocktails and conversations with myself and the ladies. Also send them this information. We appreciate Please, please, please. I know. We appreciate everybody again for tuning in for another episode of Herspiration Happy Hour. Next week, we have a new guest. We have Tanya McKenzie that will be on the show. Are you ready? Okay, that was un unexpected. See, this is the real thing. Wasn't even on. She will be on the show next Wednesday. Y'all, we have been booked and booked and busy. So for the next few weeks, we're going to have some amazing guests. So we're going to welcome Tanya McKenzie next week. And until next time and next Wednesday. Cheers. Cheers.